Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy Hello the message. Everyone. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here at the church. If you've been here the last few weeks, you may not know that because I have not been here <laughs> for a few weeks. And it is good to be back in church. I appreciate all your prayers as our family kind of went through the coronavirus thing. Um, so I'm glad to be back here today. So we started our 21-day fast. Many of you heard us mention that already yesterday. And if that's new to you and you're wondering what that's all about, um, you are welcome to join us. Uh, every year, the last, last year and this year, we're going to make this an annual thing. We start out the year by uh, just taking time and fasting something for 21 days, for three weeks, and then also taking a at least one day during that time to fast food completely. And uh, it's a time of starting out the year right, kind of a reset, and, uh, and it's also a way to kind of dedicate this year to God. So if you want to join us, it's not too late. We have cards out at the welcome desk. And um, if you're joining us online or um, over, even over in the Beacon, uh, you can go out into the atrium and grab that, or if you're online, just send me an email to clint at lv.church, and we'll get you on the, the list. So we're praying for everyone who is fasting, and we're sending out daily emails. So if you did not get a daily email and you signed up for the fast, uh, send me an email, and I'll make sure to get you signed up. So last week, we introduced our word for the year. What's our word for the year? Do you guys remember? remember? Go. Yes. It's real simple, right? Just real simple. So our word for the years go, it comes from the scripture known as the Great Commission from Matthew chapter 28. It says in verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus was saying to his disciples, we need to go. We need to go. We need to leave our comfort zone and go into the world for Jesus, to reach people for Christ. And he's saying the same things to us today. We need to be willing to leave our comfort zones and go and tell people the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's the goal for us this year, is that everyone who calls Lighthouse Vineyard Church, their church home, would reach one, that every one of us would reach out. You don't, don't count on it being me. Don't count on it being your home group leader. Every one of us has people that we can influence for the kingdom. So that's our goal, is that every one of us will reach one. And, and as people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior this next year, and they join the, the family of believers, we're going to celebrate that. And so we, we said last week that we were going to put a flower on the stage every time someone comes to know Jesus or recommits their life to Jesus uh, over the week. And last week we had someone come to know Jesus and recommit his life to Jesus. And so we have a flower back there, if you guys noticed that. And we're just going to celebrate that. Can we just give God a hand for that? You know? And I'm excited that we're going to be spending some money on flowers this year, all right? Especially as every one of us reaches one for the kingdom. Well, today we're starting a three-week message series on evangelism called Go, 
taking the gospel to our world. So it's a three-week message series, really talking about what it means to go into the world. And I don't know about you, but I think all of us, we, we want to be good examples. We want to reach people for Jesus, but we may not know how to do that or, or even sometimes have the courage to do that. So my hope is over the next three weeks, we're going to encourage you. We're also going to equip you on some tools to take the message of Jesus to the world around us. All right, so to uh, introduce today's message, I'm going to start by asking a question. Have you ever taken something for granted? Just think about it. Yeah. All the wives here said, yeah, my husband takes me for granted every day. No, but what have you taken for granted? So uh, this past couple of weeks, as many of you know, I had the coronavirus and um, I lost my sense of smell and taste. And that's a strange thing. Okay, that's a strange thing. In fact, as my sense of smell was starting to go, I said, you know, I wonder if I can smell apple cider vinegar. You know, you guys ever smell that? That's like really nasty stuff. So, so I grabbed this bottle of apple cider vinegar and I took the top off and I put my nose really close to it and I smelled big, deep smell and I could just barely smell it. I mean, my smell was almost gone, wasn't completely gone. And I was like, wow, man, I'm, my smell's almost gone. Well, there's something that happens with this stupid virus that uh, it's called phantom smells. So your, your body, even though you've completely lost your smell, you will continue to smell something. And I think it's the last thing you smelled because for the next three days, all I smelled was apple cider vinegar, which is an awful smell. It was like, oh, it was so bad. It was just so bad. But then over time, my, my sense of smell started to come back. And I remember um, I took some cologne that I have and I put it up to my nose and I smelled. I was like, oh, that smells so good. That smells so good. For the first time in my life, I actually wanted to go to JCPenney's and walk through the perfume aisle. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, when you haven't smelled anything for several days, you know, and then you start to smell things, started smelling flowers. It's like, oh, this is, this is wonderful. It's like a brand new thing. So I've had my sense of smell my entire life. And I'm sure most of us here have as well. And we take it for granted. We take it for granted. It's just like, oh yeah, so I smell some perfume or I smell some cologne or I smell some really good cooking. Oh yeah, that's nice. I've always smelled it. It's just normal to me. I think the same thing can happen to us if we've been a follower of Jesus for a while. We can take for granted the hope that we have. I mean, many of us went through a really difficult year, right? I mean, 2020 was difficult. And there was a lot of fear. Man, there was a lot of turmoil. But as followers of Jesus, we could rely on the hope that we have, the hope that we have in Jesus. But you know, the world, people without Jesus went through this past year without any of that. And so if you don't have hope in God, what do you put your hope in? In your company that you'll keep your job? Well, many people lost their job. Or maybe they put their, their hope in our government that they'll take care of us and protect us. Well, we know that that fell short many times. 
or even those medical scientists who, man, they're supposed to know everything, right? I mean, we had the best ones in the world and, and they, they couldn't figure out how to treat this disease this past year. I mean, they worked hard, but they couldn't figure it out. Well, if that's what people are putting their hope in, then it fell short. It fell short. But those of us who have our hope in Jesus, and it carried us. And, and I would just remind you that you may have taken that for granted this past year. That you were able to get through this year without too much problem because of the hope of Jesus, but we take that for granted. There's so many people that don't have that hope. Well, as many of you know, Rose's dad, my father-in-law, Ora Lehman, died this past Sunday, so a week ago, and we had the funeral on Friday. He was a great man. He will be missed, but he was a follower of Jesus. He, he was a member of Gideon's International, so if you were ever given one of those little Bibles, like in fourth or fifth grade, the New Testament, he might have been given that from my father-in-law, Ora. He loved the Word of God. But before he died last Sunday, we were talking to Rose's mom, and she said, and this is a quote, she said, so many people keep telling me to say my goodbyes, but I only need to say, see you later. See, my mother-in-law knows that this isn't the end. She will see Aura again in heaven one day. And that's the hope that we have in Jesus. And so many people in this world don't have that hope. And we, man, as followers of Jesus, we can take that for granted. And we just think, well, I have this hope. They probably do too. And and the truth is they don't. Every person on this planet needs the hope of Jesus. Needs the hope of Jesus. And guys, it is our responsibility as followers of Jesus to share that hope. It is our responsibility as those who have hope to give hope. Psalms 39.7 says, this is David he said, but now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. He understood it. And Isaiah says, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Guys, the hope of Jesus is what the world needs now. And we, as followers of Jesus, have a responsibility to share that hope. And that's what this series is about over the next three weeks. Now, in today's scripture, we're going to read from 1 Peter chapter 3. You can turn there in your Bibles if you would like. We'll also have it up on the screen. But the Apostle Peter gives us some direction on how we can share this hope. All right? And that's a lot of what the next three weeks is about, is how we can take steps to share the hope that we have. So I'm going to turn there, 1 Peter it's near the end of the New Testament. Chapter 3, starting with verse 8. Read along with me. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. 
Do not repay evil with evil or an insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips, lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. And then down to verse 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. So today's message is titled Hope Dealer, Sharing the Joy of Jesus. <laughs> Not Dope Dealer. All right, Hope Dealer, sharing the joy of Jesus. I'm going to give us a couple of ways that we can share our hope in Jesus. Um, and I have a picture of Mia's t-shirt. She actually, she goes to church here and she actually made that shirt. So if you want one like that, just contact Mia and she'll um, make one for you. But let me pray and I'll give you a couple of points. So God, we come to you and we just recognize, Lord, that the message of the cross, the message of Jesus and sharing our faith is so, so, so very important to you. God, you want those of us who have been enlightened, who understand the truth, who have hope, not to just keep it to ourselves, God, but to be willing to give it away. So Lord, I pray that your heart will be communicated through me today. I pray that you give us ears to hear. And Lord, give me your words to speak. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so a couple of points that you can fill in. Very, very simple ones. Every one of us can share our hope in Jesus when we walk the talk. When we walk the talk. We've all heard the, the saying, actions speak louder than words. Man, that is true when we're talking about our faith, isn't it? <laughs> it is so true. Our walk is so much more important than our talk. Now, Peter couldn't stress it enough. He starts out by saying, finally, all of you, be like-minded. He just starts out and just says, get along with one another. Just, just get along with one another. Be sympathetic. Have some sympathy. Love one another. Another section of scripture says they will know we are Christians by our, what? By our love. Love one another. another. Be compassionate. Come on. Have some compassion. Be humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. Jesus said to turn the other cheek. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Tell the truth. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. Peter couldn't stress enough how important our walk is. The things that we do, the things that we say, our actions are speaking so, so loud. 
All throughout scripture, there are verses and chapters about how we are supposed to act. Now, why is that? Why do you think that God cares so much about our actions? I have a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, I think one of the reasons is because God wants each of his children to be like our big brother, Jesus, right? Just, just be, like, be like your older brother, Jesus. Do, do what he did. Say what he said. We have four books in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that are just about what Jesus did. To give us examples, to give us a goal, we're supposed to be like him. Now, why is that? Why do you think that God wants us to be like Jesus? I think part of the reason is because we're part of God's family. He puts his name on us. We're his kids, and he wants his kids to be like him. See, Jesus was God. He was fully man and fully God. And so everything that Jesus did was a reflection of God's heart and of God's character. God is kind. God, God is compassionate. God is loving. I mean, these are characteristics of God, and, and he wants us to be like him. We're part of the family. Be like God. Live a life like Jesus. So since Jesus was loving, we should be loving, right? Since Jesus was forgiving, we should be forgiving. Since Jesus cared about the poor, we should care about the poor. Becoming like Jesus is important to God. And I think we should all strive towards it. But there's another reason why I think that God cares about our external actions. Because when we become more like Jesus, we are more attractive to the lost. Right? I mean, when we have a lifestyle like Jesus, people want to know what's going on. They want to be like us. They want what we have. Let me give you an example. So several years ago, I told this story here before, um, but I was watching a video, a video teaching, and it was of a pastor who was at least 10 years older than me, maybe 15 years. And, uh, and he was preaching and he was teaching with energy and passion. And I remember thinking, man, when I'm that age, I, I, I want to have that kind of energy to, to preach the gospel. But right now, I just want to take a nap. So I, I'm just like, I don't know, how does he do that? I mean, I, he had something that I wanted, you know, like, where did he get that? And then later on, as, even as I'm thinking that, in his message, he says, and so one of the things that I do to keep my energy level up so I can teach like this is I, I run every week. I run two, three times, you know, a week. And I'm like, oh, I don't like running. I don't want to do that. Isn't there something else? Can't I just drink a monster every morning? You know, I mean, can't I do these things? Yeah, I'm looking down here because we had a conversation this morning. Anyway, no, God was speaking very clearly to me that if I want what Bill Hybels has, that was the pastor, if I want to be able to teach like that, then I need to start running. And so I did. And why did I do that? Because 
What he had was attractive to me. Guys, if we live like Jesus did, our lifestyle will be attractive to the world. And they will want what we have because we will have the fruits of the Spirit, love. Man, who doesn't want that? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what the world wants. That's what every one of us wants. And see, that is available to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. But the world is looking at that and going, how how do you have that? When the whole world is turning upside down, how can you still have hope? How can you have peace? How can you have joy? We need to reflect that. Now, just so we all know, that's still a choice on our behalf, right? We have to choose to have hope. We have to choose to have joy. Because I don't know about you, but there's been some times this past year that my external appearance hasn't been that attractive. I'm not talking about how I look. I'm really talking about how I act, right? I mean, there's been those times, maybe you guys can relate, when we grumbled, ah, they're making me wear masks at Martin's. And so I have a mask on, but you can see in my eyes, I'm not happy. That's not very attractive to the person taking my order at Starbucks, is it? Or I've been all over social media sharing this, complaining about that. That's not very attractive. Guys, if we want to be effective in telling others about the hope of Jesus, we're going to have to live it. We're going to have to model it. Here's your fill-in. Our outward lifestyle should reflect our internal hope in Jesus. Our outward lifestyle should reflect our internal hope in Jesus. So the question is, what are you reflecting? What are you showing? Now, here's your homework assignment. I did this this week as well. Go to your social media feeds, whatever they are. Click on your profile and just look at what you have posted, what you have tweeted, what you have liked and shared over the last six months, maybe over the last year. Just go back and look. And then ask yourself, how attractive have I been? It's never too late to change. And it's actually okay to go back and delete posts, just so you know. But the world is watching us, especially if they know that we're a follower of Jesus, that we go to church. They're watching us, and so we have a responsibility to walk the talk. That's your first point. And our second one, very similar Every one of us can share our hope in Jesus when we talk the walk. Talk the walk. Our actions are really important. And I would say they're more important than words, but words are also important. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. 
Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. When we live a lifestyle that models God's son, Jesus, when we emit the hope of Christ, people are going to be curious. They're going to want to know what's going on. Why do you, why are you happy? And it's at those times that we need to be willing to actually open our mouth and, and say the truth. Not just go, yeah, I'm having a good day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we have to verbalize the hope that we have. Be willing to do that. Now, that's not easy to do. Um, I don't know why it's so hard. Like if, if I had the, the magic, you know, medicine to cure the common cold, it wouldn't be hard for me to go around and tell everybody, here it is, you know, take this medicine, take this medicine, take this medicine. But when it comes to sharing our faith, it feels like all of hell is fighting against us, right? I mean, there's this pressure. And you know what? All of hell is fighting against you. There is spiritual opposition to you sharing your faith. Let's just say it the way it is. Expect it to be difficult. Expect it to be hard. So sometimes God will ask me at a grocery store or somewhere like that to be generous and to like buy somebody's groceries or pay for somebody's meal or something like that. And, uh, you know, that's, I, I've learned to be generous in those times and just be obedient. And, you know, I know that you cannot give God. If God tells you to do something, he'll repay you. So I'm not worried about the money side of it. So I'll, I'll do that. And then the person will look at me like I'm crazy. Like, why are you doing this? You know, I, and I'm a pastor. I'll just be honest. It's hard at that moment to say exactly why. You know, it's easier just to say, oh, you're welcome. Oh, I had a few extra dollars. Thought I would just, just help you out. You know, something like that. Versus saying, you know, God's been good to me. And I felt like God wanted to be good to you. You know, it's because... Jesus changed my life. You know, I want to be able to tell others about the love of Jesus. You know, I'm buying your groceries because I think that God pointed me out to you, pointed you out to me, I'm sorry, and, uh, and asked me to be a blessing to you because God loves you. That's hard to say at that point in time. But if I just simply say, you're welcome, you know, I may have restored their faith in humanity, which they shouldn't have faith in humanity, right? I mean, <laughs> so that's probably not a good thing. But if I tell them the reason for my generosity, that it's because Jesus loves me and he loves you too, it may change their life for eternity. Yeah, so it's being a follower of Jesus, going into the world is more than just what I do. We can do all these great things, but if we don't give the reason for the hope that we have, we're falling short. Falling short. Now, Peter's pretty clear here. He says, but do this with gentleness and respect. <laughs> right? I mean, tell people about the hope, but he kind of knows our character, right? But, but do it 
gently and respectfully. No one has ever been argued into heaven. I don't think. I don't think it's happened. You know, they talk about Bible thumpers. I don't think anyone's ever gone into heaven because someone hit him over the head with the Bible. Right? But when we have hope, the hope of Jesus in our lives, and people are like, what's going on? Why are you different? Why do you have joy when you shouldn't have joy? And we tell them the reason, and we do it with gentleness and respect. Man, that can change someone's life for eternity. Now, by the way, if sharing your faith is difficult for you, we are doing a workshop here at the church on Wednesday, February 3rd, called How to Lead Others to Christ. And if you've never taken the workshop, um, this is your year to take it. I would just encourage you, take this workshop as part of our our mission to go into the world. But we'll, we'll talk about um, why we should share our faith, how we can share our faith, and then actually how to walk through a prayer of salvation with someone. Powerful workshop. So I'd encourage you to sign up. You can do that online or at the welcome desk. So um, just in summary, guys, we have something worth sharing. Starts with us really living it out, you know, walking the talk. Let's be who Jesus wants us to be, who He called us to be. But then, as we influence others with our good deeds, then let's be willing to open our mouths and share our faith. I'm going to turn ministry time over in the beacon to Tony and invite Rose to come on up here and lead us in a time of prayer. Thank you. So one thing that really stuck out to me that Clint said is that we have a responsibility to share the hope of Jesus. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to share who he is, what he has done, to share the hope of Christ. It's not something that is meant to be kept to ourselves. And honestly, guys, if, <laughs> if someone had not shared the hope of Jesus Christ to my dad, I would not have the hope of seeing him again someday. And I would not have the peace that passes all understanding in knowing that I will see him again someday. There are people in this world that need the, the peace <laughs> that comes with the hope of Christ. To have the peace that I have now is unexplainable. And it's because of the hope of Christ. Why would we not want to share that with other people? Why would we not?
that comes with an evangelistic lifestyle. It comes with walking the talk. It comes with talking the walk. We have a responsibility to share the hope of Christ. That's what Jesus did. So we should too. So someone shared with us this morning that the gift of evangelism is is something that we should want. It's something that we are called to as followers of Christ. It's a gift of evangelism. So why don't you stand with me? We're going to just offer that opportunity to you. If you want the gift of evangelism or an increase in the gift of evangelism, come to the front and Clint, who has the gift of evangelism, will pray with you for that gift or an increase in that gift. And being willing to share the hope of Christ. If you want that, come forward now. If you want more of the gift of evangelism, the courage and the boldness that comes with that. Do you have people in your life that need that from you? I think we all do. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's not an easy one to have. (laughs) It can be a little bit scary because it takes a lot of courage and boldness to use this gift, but it's a powerful gift. It's an honor and a privilege to have this gift. So if you want an increase in that gift, I would encourage you to come forward now and receive prayer for that specifically. heart's pounding. It's for you. Okay, I'm going to close in prayer and then Clint's going to pray with this group up here. So Lord Jesus, I thank you for the hope hope that you bring into our lives and the peace that comes with that. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the example of the perfect example of walking the talk and talking the walk. God, I pray that you would continuously consistently remind us of who you are and who we should strive to be. 
So God, I pray for an increase in courage and boldness to share who you are, to share the hope that you bring, Lord. God, I pray that you would put people in front of us, that you would put people in our lives that we can share you with. God, I thank you for the honor and the privilege of sharing our relationship with you. So God, I pray that you would bless each person in this room and the people watching online. Lord, Lord, would you bless them. God, expand their territories. Bring people into their lives. Expand the opportunity to share who you are. So Lord, we pray that you would bless each person. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for coming out, guys, and have a good week. That's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.